0: running up the score you're listening to the running up the score podcast now here's your hosts jerry napoleonello and kevin donlin Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Running Up the Score. I'm Kevin Dolan. He's Jerry Napoleonello. I'm so grateful I get to introduce this man to the show. Very easy last name right there, but Yeah, nah. Makes it so simple Real for
1: Irish name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, thank you for that. I figured we'd start it off a little differently this time. You know, you got the voice, so might as well, you know. It's like our own... Yeah, uh, might as well introduce the show. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to start this new thing. How about, uh, what was that? How about that? New segment. And uh, we're just going to pick a play that happened over the week. And just rip it apart because it was terrible. <laughs> you know? So, this week, <laughs> our what was that? Our inaugural, or the, our first one, is coming from... The Washington football team, which is a joke in itself. And the Giants, we have, uh, it was about the twelve oh seven mark of the game, right in the beginning of the game. First down for the, the Washington Redskins, or Washington football team. Uh, Antonio Gibson rounded the corner, ended up getting loose, and ended up fumbling the ball. And it wasn't just a fumble and a recovery. It was a fumble, recovery, fumble, recovery, fumble, recovery, and fumble recovery. So, <laughs>
0: It was just a big disgrace.
1: It really was. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this play because it was just horrible in every single aspect. It was just – it actually was the perfect example of the NFC East, the ball being first place And the Giants and the Washington football team being the rest of the four teams trying to grab the first place. (laughs) It was that bad. And nobody got a grip of it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that is just the perfect example of the NFC East. But that will do it for the what was that. And we'll do this every week, you know, because there's always at least one play that you just sit back and you literally say, what was that?
0: (laughs) What was that?
1: <laughs> what
0: we'll am move on I watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Under the microscope. Under the microscope, what I wanted to get into the, with this segment was just based on one big thing. and it's the future quarterbacks of the NFL. I mean, we've already saw what we got in Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you know, guys of that nature. Dak Prescott. But then you look at a game that happened this week when it came down to Tua Tagovailoa and Kyler Murray. Now, if you really look at this game, you see Cardinals, you see Dolphins. You're already thinking, boring game. Why would we watch this? Furthest thing from the truth. Furthest thing from the truth. This was... If not, the most exciting game of the week. It was up there, definitely. Because, I mean, at the same time, you had the Pittsburgh and the Cowboys game, and you have probably the best broadcast tandem in Jim Nance and Tony Romo doing the Steelers and the Cowboys where you have a team like the Cowboys that's on their fourth quarterback that was playing in the AAF a few months ago. And you look at a game like Miami and Arizona, it was just, it was nonstop, very adventurous game, basically. And it was just a, a microchasm of, like, what the years to come will be in the NFL. And it's just, it's it puts you in awe that, like, we have this many good quarterbacks in the league. And two Tua's only in his, you know, it was his second game of the season of his career. And it was, uh, it was an interesting one. It was fun to watch. I I have to say that.
0: Yeah. They, they literally played the same style. Really. You just seen the guy with the experience taking on the man, you know, who's a rookie and just trying to get, you know, situated in the NFL. And, you know, this new season has been different for a lot of players in many reasons. Uh, Makes it a lot more difficult from a, rookie standpoint and two has done a great job it's a great team surrounding him i think miami is well coached they are very talented and a big reason why they won this game kyle murray is an incredible talent he just needs to get a little bit more headed you know someone like deandre hopkins is great but i haven't mentioned a word about an arizona running back since the season started so it's a process here for arizona they obviously know what they have in kyle murray is great but there are other missing pieces, and in time, they should be able to solve those pieces. And for now, you know, losing a game to the Dolphins right now, big game, especially when you're playing in such a tough division, it, it just makes it quite difficult.
1: You know, we can add another quarterback to that list too, in Justin Herbert. And you know, Justin Herbert, I've, uh, I, he's the the one quarterback that I've brought up multiple times in our stardom situm, because it's just he's that special. I mean, you, you didn't – like, to be honest with you, going into the season, you know, I didn't think that you were going to get that much out of Justin Herbert. You know, obviously going into the season, it was – no matter what, it was Ty- Tyrod Taylor's team, and I think that was going to happen no matter what. And with the injury that happened – or, th- I mean, the, the freak accident that happened with Tyrod Taylor, which we ended up having another freak accident where air was, like, blown into uh, – a guy's vein while he was trying to get IV. I forget who it is, but that's, you know, that, that could cause death, you know? So that's, that's the second time this season that uh, a medical personnel has put a player in a position where, you know, you don't want to ever see yourself, but you know, if that injury doesn't happen to Tyrod Taylor, do we even see Justin Herbert? Do we even see what we have in Justin Herbert? Like that's, that's the real no,
0: and that had a lot to do with the way this season, you know, had started. Yeah, obviously, um, no preseason, no opportunity to, you know, for Herbert to show, you know, in game action. You know, you got to remember the college game. Like we always say, it's a lot different than the NFL. It's Big a lot time. faster. Absolutely, an adjustment period is always necessary for every player, no matter what position, especially the quarterback. We'll highlight the quarterback position. Yeah. But for all positions, this is all the same.
1: Yeah, and you know what? In that matter, like, I mean, you're seeing that. I think at this point, you're starting to see defenses starting to tighten up now. I don't know whether it be, you know, they're, they're starting to get their own defense under wraps or whatever it is. Because with this week, entering sunday night football there was 10 of 12 of those games which is 83% in which there was uh the games were within one score which eight points in the fourth quarter including four games that were decided by three points or fewer so you have games like that now before this this week we were talking about how the defenses were terrible because you're seeing these teams put up points that you just you know, you're, you're not really up to seeing at this point in the season. And now I just feel like with how the whole season started, with, you know, a weird kind of training camp, you know, putting strategy and game plan over Zoom calls and stuff like that, whether it be all of that, you know, I think that had a, a bigger issue when it came to defense because you're not tackling, you're not doing, you know... Audibling with what the the offense is doing. You're not doing any of that stuff. So I think that really, you know, put a damper on defenses this year. And I think maybe we're finding that spot in the season where defenses are starting to, to close down. They're they're starting to to really get their stuff under wraps. And maybe the rest of the season we start to see you know, some, some good games, some defensive games or, you know, whatever it is and some complete games basically out of teams. So I'm interested to see how that works out. You know, there's always,
0: you know, that time where the rookie quarterback looks great. I've seen it and I've been watching this game for too long to give you an understanding that I've seen a lot of rookie quarterbacks play great in their rookie year teams start preparing for these guys differently and it's a much bigger story yeah so i need a little bit more time on these two rookie quarterbacks but they've both been great uh, especially you know joe burrow as well Absolutely. you know these are two teams that are not quite talented right now cincinnati didn't have it to begin with and the charges have been a victim of the injury bug yeah So there's a lot of problems here on both teams, and both quarterbacks are doing a great job at keeping both of those organizations afloat. So I give them a lot of credit, especially as a rookie. And can they be better from this and show maturity? Absolutely. I've seen it from both sides. Yeah, when it it comes to... So I'm a believer myself, but again, it's going to take a little bit more time, a little bit more of a sample size to to make a full evaluation on uh, either one of these quarterbacks. But, you know, as we stand right now, both are... uh, Nothing short of an outstanding.
1: Yeah, and and going back to to Justin Herbert and the Chargers, you know, like, off the air, I was just saying, like, the Chargers are, like, right there. Like, they're right there. You have your quarterback now. You're set at quarterback. You know, and I feel like, like you were saying with the injury bug that hit them, you know, all six of the Chargers' losses this year have been within one score. Their average margin of defeat is four points and they're the league worst 3 and 15 in one score game since the start of last season. So, you know, it's it's like they're they they're at that speed bump and they're they're just trying to get over it and I think next year they take a, a big step. I think their defense is very good. Their offense is right there. Their offense is right there and I think, you know, maybe adding a a piece uh, you know Austin Eckler staying healthy, whatever it is, I think uh, you know can really put this team in a in a hot spot, really in the AFC, definitely. So you yeah, know, I
0: absolutely agree in so, every standpoint.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it's just it's a team that you you know you want like uh, to me like I, I'm like drawing to this team because of Justin Herbert. I I I like this kid, I like this kid a lot, and I think that. He's going to be very good in this league. And I think it's like, to me, it's like I want to see them do well. You know, especially as, uh, you know, for Chargers fans, you know, you've had such good teams over the years, such good teams, and they just cannot get to that point. You know, it was LaDainian Tomlinson, Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates. Like, those teams were so good. You know, Antonio Cromartie, you know, and they just could not pass that one spot and you know, whether it be, you know, you had the new England Patriots doing what they've been doing. Uh, and I think a lot of the, the league ha- has dealt with that and it's mm-hmm. different now, but just, uh, you know, I want to see, you know, the Chargers like, you know, I feel like Justin Herbert could get this team to a position where they, you know, they can compete and you're seeing that a lot with Justin Herbert this year. So, you know, it's just, it's very, um, you know, basically the, the, uh, the future is bright for for each of these uh, these rookie quarterbacks, Tua, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. You know they just need the pieces around them, and it, it, it'll be very interesting, very very. Absolutely.
0: interesting. Absolutely, you know, and there's no doubt that all these quarterbacks right now are under the microscope. Absolutely. You see what I
1: did there? I did see what you did there, and I liked see, it because it, it, that was the point what- of the segment.
0: See, you know, it's what I do. You know, I, I, I connect everything together. <laughs> exactly. We'll be right back, folks. For more Running Up the Score, go follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at R-U-T-S-Sports. We are back, Running Up the Score. I'm Kevin Donlin. He's Jerry Napoleonello. Love that name again. Just going to continue <kole Heroals> to throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jerry, come on. Let me get some of these lines for these games this week. Come on. they They want to know out there.
1: Yeah, we got the early lines of the week so we're going to give the open and then we're going to give the line what it is now we'll start off with the thursday night football game we got the colts at tennessee titans afc south game we open up at minus two and it really hasn't moved the only one that moved it was DraftKings. they moved it to one and a half but that's it everybody's still at minus two so we'll see if that changes any time from now until tomorrow by the way Happy Veterans Day out there for all the veterans. I just have to say that. Um, Then we'll move on to 1 o'clock games. Washington football team at Detroit Lions opens up at minus 4. There's not much of this line. Like, a couple of these places have not put out their lines yet. Uh, It's still minus 4 with sports betting. Um, It's at minus 3.5. So, there's that. Then we got Houston at Cleveland. It opened up at two and a half, and now we're starting to see an upswing with Cleveland. Now they're at minus three, and even DraftKings put them at minus three and a half. So uh, Vegas is really liking Cleveland in this one. Then we move over. To-
0: Mayfield's up in the air.
1: Exactly. I-, I mean, he came back to practice today, so that's uh, you know that's oh, that's, that's big. Intrigue, Jacksonville at Green Bay. Hoo-wee! This is a big line here. Minus 13.5 for Green Bay. So we're looking at this one, and it's changed here and there with different places. You know, um, BetMGM has them at minus 13. Uh, William Hill has them at minus 13.5. DraftKings has them at minus 13. Golden Nugget has them at minus 13 and a half. So it's right around that realm of 13 to 13 and a half. We'll see if that changes, you know, because Jacksonville still doesn't have Minshew. So it's, uh, you know, even though the, the rookie looked okay last week, it's, you know, you're you're not going to beat Green Bay. <laughs> but uh, we got the In Eagles. Yeah, exactly. We got the Eagles at the Giants. NFC least division mm-hmm. game here. So... It opened up Philadelphia favored min- uh, minus, thir- uh, minus three and a half. And, again, this is another game that hasn't changed much. It's gone from three and a half to three, three and a half, three. So um, the over-under, 40 and a half, 44 and a half somewhere. Uh, it opened up at 40 and a half. Now it's at 44 and a half. Yeah. So, um, We'll see what happens with that You know, because it, it's still early it's Still early in the week o- Obviously, early lines of the week Hello um, Well, the opening
0: lines are, you know, humongous Yeah, you know, exactly uh, It gives you an idea of what, what the betters are going towards as the line moves
1: Yep And uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina, NFC South game here Tampa Bay coming off of a uh, a stinker uh, I could say that in a uh, NFC South game And now they go against their other Well, NFC I'm going to stop South you right though. there, Jerry
0: Oh, boy because you have just hit
1: my favorable spread of the week. Oh boy, there it is—the Kevin Donlin favorable line of the week. Here it is. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at minus five and a half. Okay, it opened up at minus six.
0: It's already gone down. Yes, I say you hit it now, folks. And that it's spread should be seven
1: across the board by the minus time
0: five. that ball is kicked off in the ob- at one o'clock on Sunday. You think so? Hundred percent. Unless okay. they playing it for, they're at one o'clock.
1: Yeah, they're at one. That's o'clock, a one yeah. o'clock
0: start. Yep. That is my lock of the week. Woo! Fire away, Tampa Bay. Bounce back. <laughs>
1: wow. Division game, don't matter. There it is. There they it is. You heard Tampa. it here first. This is a uh, Wednesday Veterans Day. So this is this is what's happening early in the week. We got the Kevin Donlin lock of the week.
0: Wow. They didn't mean to stop you there, man. But that's how <laughs> hey, this roll. Hey,
1: listen. You stop me whenever you want when you got the favorable pick of the week. All right. So. We move on to, uh, like I said, that one went from minus six to now across the board it's minus five and a half. Uh, then uh, 4 o'clock games, we got Denver at Las Vegas. Las Vegas, talking about some Vegas lines here, we got minus four it opened up at, and now they're back up to minus five for the Raiders. The only one that hasn't come out with a line yet is DraftKings, so I'm a little fishy on that one. Um, then uh, we move over to Buffalo at Arizona. Arizona is the favorite in this one. Vegas has them as the favorite. That's interesting. After a Better. Buffalo win against Seattle, I guess maybe going across the the, uh, the country, but uh, it's not that far. But um, minus two and a half, it started. Uh, it started. It opened up at for Arizona. It's down to minus one and a half. MGM. I don't like
0: to include this as the underdog of the week, but you, you got to go Buffalo here. I I, uh, I don't see a reason why this game goes Arizona's way. Kyle Murray can have the game of his life, and he's still finding ways to lose his team, I should yeah. say, not him. Um, so there you go again. Had to stop you because now you got well, yourself I was, another lock of the week.
1: I was going to stop us with this, too, because this is my most favorable line of the week. As long as you get it now. Oh. At minus minus one and a half, Buffalo being the the underdog, I, I think you gotta I don't go think Buffalo
0: even at pick. Am I expecting
1: to yeah, win this? Yeah, exactly. Game? So I'm definitely saying Buffalo Bills most favorable line of the week for me. It's getting a little sketchy, but right now, if you get it right now, it's mm-hmm. most favorable. So four thirty games, we got a few actually. You know, usually we don't see this many four o'clock games here. We got three four four thirty games, two four o'clock games. So we'll go with the first one, four thirty, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh uh, looked human in uh, the game against the Cowboys, which the Cowboys make anybody look like a superhero. So it was kind of interesting. You don't know what you're going to get out of uh, Ben Roethlisberger because Ben Roethlisberger hurt both his knees in that game. It wasn't just the one; he hurt both of them. And this is just my
0: scary game of the week. This is the game where uh, you know attention all betters. I. This game does not look fun to touch in any regard.
1: No.
0: I feel like uh, Joe Burrow. There's a lot of unpredictability with him. Yeah. And I know Pittsburgh has a great pass rush, but uh, if you're able to pick these pass rushes up, um, they're very capable of getting thrown on. And Joe Burrow has been doing nothing but that since he's gotten in, you know, into the league. Basically, he's been throwing the ball a lot. Yep. Seven points is very scary. Uh. And it's, I can't give you a winner in this one. I have no idea who's going to win.
1: My personal best advice for you: stay away. Away. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It opened up at ten, and now it's at minus seven and a half, and stay then away. Golden Nugget has them at eight. But I mean, You'll right a there, lot of
0: Pittsburgh guys out there willing to take the points, but I stay this,
1: this way for the for the Steelers. This is that game. This is the game that. You can see losing. It's a division game. Joe Burrow's been playing well. Ben Roethlisberger's hurt. This is the the this is the game. This is the game. But that's there's scary. still a lot of
0: unpredictability. I don't know if Mixon's playing yet. Yeah. And I need Cincinnati to be able to run the ball. If they have any shot yeah. at you know containing these pass rushes in Pittsburgh. So, you know, you lean Pitt to win the game. Yeah. With the spread you, being seven could go higher. Yeah. Before uh. You know the four o'clock start. This, stay away. The reason why I'm saying you're that you will get. I'm, I'm just. I'm sorry, Jerry. I don't mean to interrupt. No, I know it's how sports, absolutely. I know how it is out there. You got the one o'clock games. You put your game. You know, you put your bets in. Yep. You lost your one o'clock. <laughs> your one now o'clock Now you want to win that money back? How can you get your money back. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's four o'clock. Yep. You gotta find some way. Yeah. And then you look at Cincinnati stay Bengals against the eight zero. No way. Yeah. No, and hey, listen. This, to me, has trap all over it. That That's exactly what this is. And you know what? We have most favorable. We have not the most favorable. This is the trap game of the week to me. This is we the trap stay game away of the
0: week. Game.
1: Last week, I felt like it was a trap game for the Steelers against the Cowboys. This week, I think, is even more of a trap game because it is a division foe. And that, you know, no matter what, I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how good you are. It always, no matter what, especially in the AFC North, it's always a battle. I don't care who it is. And it could be the Bengals. And I feel like this is a trap game. I stay. I, I am 110% with you. You stay away from this game. That is a very scary game here. So moving, sound, on, sound to, like me. <laughs> yeah. moving on to uh, the... Uh, what do we say here? Oh, the Seattle Seahawks against the Los Angeles Rams. It opened up at minus two. It is now minus one and a half across the board for the LA Rams. Now, I you know, I've been dying to say this, and I even said it on Twitter. Seattle is at that point now. Your defense is not good. Your defense is horrendous, to be honest with you. And to be 32nd in the league in defense When the Dallas Cowboys are in the league That's bad It is terrible <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys, the Jets No matter what If you're still 32nd in the league You know you're bad And I and I know Russell Wilson is great I know he's been carrying this team I know they're 6-2 and two. But you know what You start to play the better teams And the better teams start to figure out how to beat you And right now the Seattle Seahawks are not going anywhere with the defense that they have. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. You get Jamal Adams back. Everybody's been waiting for Jamal Adams to come back. Ah, blah, blah, blah. You get him back, what happens? You get blown out by <laughs> yeah, exactly. the Jets. That's the Jets my fan over there. right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get blown out by the Buffalo Bills. Josh, Josh Allen throwing for 415 yards against you. But he All did right. sack them once. Oh, one, okay. but once. But once. No, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. honestly,
0: uh, when it comes to this game and the Seattle Seahawks, it's, uh, it's a brutal situation, but they're not a team you want to bet against. No. Uh, no I, it's just, again, another one of those stay-away games. These 4 o'clock games,
1: are the man, they are ones.
0: ready to take your pocket, <laughs> <Yeah>. your bookies. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh,
0: I know. They're going to take your pocket this week. Yep. You better hope to win your 1 o'clock games. Exactly. These are really trap bets right now. So we also have Seattle the, seems like the logical choice here.
1: With it that be, seems defense like being so bad
0: and Aaron Donald <laughs> existing in this world. Yep. It, it's just a tough game to call. Uh, I personally am on the Rams side, but I never want to bet against Russell Wilson. If you do go ahead, enjoy the stress.
1: I like, uh, I like the matchup of Ramsey against DK Metcalf. Yeah, and actually it's fun f- to watch. I feel like if Metcalf can't do anything, the Seattle Seahawks offense is, uh, Kind of hard to stop this man. It's, he's he's, yeah. he's a free. Yeah. So we also got the L.A. Chargers at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins coming off a big win for Tua uh, against uh, Arizona last week. Uh, just a back and forth game. They open up uh, quarterback battle. Yeah. My yeah. Exactly. Miami opening up at minus one and a half. It is now up to two and a half. With the over under at forty seven and a half. Now back up to forty eight. You know, it opened up at forty-seven and a half. This is a, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I mean, to have Herbert, to have Tua. This is uh, this is what you you hope for when it, when you you're sitting in April watching the draft. This is this is the game that you're you're waiting for these two guys to go at it. Uh, and I'm interested to see. You know, as long as um, to me, I I like the Chargers in this game. To be honest with you, they're an underdog. But I just don't like the line. I think the line is a little scary to me. A little scary, especially that you know the Chargers have been in, you know, single possession games, <laughs> practically the whole season. So um, this is a scary a game. One. Yeah, it's this gonna is going to be, be fun. Area, but it,
0: but it, it'll be a fun one. Regardless. To
1: bet, it's a little scary. Um, and then uh, we also have the San Francisco 49ers at the New Orleans Saints opens up at six and a half. Now it is at nine and nine and a half. So this is uh, – to me, this, this is, is all – This is just, the betters, you know, not
0: having faith in San Fran anymore. Exactly. Uh, the Saints being here minus the points, usually the points usually scare me a lot. Uh, yeah. Not this time. I'm going Saints here, man. I'm yeah, a big I, fan of the I Saints going
1: minus the points.
0: I wouldn't say the lock of the week, but they're just they're, no, they're yeah, on they're, the mind right
1: now. I, I like the, the – I mean, I liked it better when it was six and a half, but nine is, you know, when you start There's to get up – a reason up, for it. Yeah. I think
0: people think that uh, San Fran is really just uh, – They're in shambles right now.
1: Yeah, they definitely are. So now we got Sunday night football. Baltimore at New England opens up at six and a half. It is now at seven for Baltimore. Uh, You know, that New England, I think that people are looking at it as, you know, what happened against the Jets, and it's a little scary. And uh, Baltimore should blow the brakes off of of New England. Well, neither one
0: of these teams have actually looked really that good in the last few weeks. So this is a lot closer game than a lot of people would expect. Uh, I'm on the Baltimore side here, but again, this is uh this is gonna be an interesting one to watch on Sunday Night Football uh, prime time.
1: Yeah, and the last week, uh, the last uh, game of the week, Minnesota at Chicago NFC North matchup. This is uh this is what we we live for games like this, the rivals. Um, it opened up at minus two for Chicago. It is now minus two and a half for Minnesota. That is a big, big swing. Big swing. It's a tough
0: game, division game. The betters don't know. Vegas doesn't know. The bookies don't know. The, uh, it's kind of an up in the air game. I don't lean to any side here. I, I have no clue. Uh, I don't know what Chicago team I'm going to see.
1: <laughs> that's you know, the going to see the, the Nick issue. Foles that
0: can throw for three touchdowns. I'm going to see the Nick Foles that can throw for 186 yards in an entire football game. So yep. they're out there, you know, starting running back Montgomery. I think it's hard for Chicago to get their running game going. I think it's going to be hard for Minnesota as well on the basis that, you know, just just Chicago front is very, very talented. Yep. Should be a tough one here for Minnesota, but they should be able to pull it out. I mean, unless you know, you start giving up the running game to Chicago, I can't see how they consistently move the ball in this game.
1: Absolutely. But that's Minnesota's
0: (laughs) defense is pretty bad. So, you know, it's just the lack of credit I'm giving that Chicago offense right now. They, they got to find a way to move the ball. They can move it through the air. They got a shot in this one. But again, this is just a tough one to call. Uh, I'll tell you, Minnesota, I have no faith in it at all. Uh, I just don't know what kind of team I'm gonna get out of Chicago.
1: That's the early lines of the week. We'll give our picks later on in the week. We're gonna take a break.
0: For more running up the score, subscribe to our YouTube page. We are back running up the score. I'm Kevin Down, he's Jerry Napoleonello. Uh it's waiver wire time. Waiver wire pickups. It's time Big to look time. at that waiver wire fantasy season. It's almost over.
1: This is where we just you just passed
0: the halfway point. Playoffs are looming.
1: You got to make it move.
0: You need that waiver pickup. Yep. And this week for me, there's no doubt than Jacoby Myers. You know, he's a the wide receiver in New England. Uh, obviously, Edelman's been out for a while. Um, it looks like it's a kind of an injury where it's going to be you know nagging. Even if he does decide to return, he could come as much as a decoy. I think uh, Cam Newton has shown a lot of faith in him. Has mentioned him in post-game interviews, uh, that's enough for me. Yeah. You know, be the number one, you know, on a decent offense, I would say. I won't put them in good or great, but I won't put them in bad either. Uh, I would say, no doubt, his matchups are quite questionable, some tough ones as we go forward. But uh, there's a lot of buys coming up. I know even Tampa Bay has a Week 13 buy, which is an important week in fantasy football. This will be a a unique situation with, you know, in that occurrence, uh, right there, the right move and try to get your, uh, bi-week fill in, uh, you know, roll with Jacoby Myers. is a safe play.
1: Yeah. That's a, uh, that's where you, you have to start. You know, we, we, we spoke about it earlier in the season. Um, yeah, I think even during our previews when we were talking about fantasy football, you know, that's, that's what you got to kind of look into. You're, you're not looking into that sometimes when you're thinking about your draft. Like, all right. Well, when does this guy have a buy? And then you start to think. All right. Well, that's that's a playoff week. <laughs> you know, like that's, you know, that's that's the stuff well, that you gotta think it's, it's about. It's or week even just the, the yeah, it's it's just week. just it, the matchups. It basically,
0: be a playoff week. Yeah.
1: And just the matchups. Like you, you don't look at the so if season. You
0: win, yeah. Exactly.
1: You know, that's that's the biggest thing. And uh, you know, my waiver wire pickup is gonna be Jalen Rager. Uh, the thing, the reason why I like that, you know, because he. He was injured earlier in the season. He finally came back. He had a game against the Cowboys, you know, where he was three for six. Uh, he caught three of his six targets for 16 yards. I think he was, they were just kind of bringing him back slowly. And I know Alshon Jeffrey is is practicing, but I feel like Jalen Rager, I think they had the bye last week. So they're, um, they're looking at a favorable matchup against the Giants because anybody against the Giants is favorable. Um, you know, so... It's going to be interesting. I think Jalen Rager is definitely a, a pickup that you, you want to have. So. Start
0: him, sit him. All right, but now we're starting and sitting over here.
1: Oh, yeah. I love that. We're going to
0: start with that quarterback position. And for me, that quarterback is Jared Goff. Okay. A matchup against the Seahawks. I mean, you got to uh, go about them. how badly – you know, we talked about how bad their, their defense has been in recent weeks. I think all of but two quarterbacks have had at least two touchdowns against them thrown. That, that – Doesn't include Cam Newton who rushes for touchdowns left and right in that uh, red zone and Ryan Fitzpatrick who you know Actually threw a lot of touchdowns, but unfortunately this game against the Seahawks he did not I don't put Jared Goff in a situation with Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, You know Cam Newton, I think he's uh, a Better quarterback than that. I expect at least two touchdowns from him. He's a cheap option Uh, For a fill-in, I know Mahomes is on a bye week this week. He's just really not a bad play against a a pretty decent matchup. Actually, very good matchup.
1: Yeah, so my start, and like I said earlier, he's the one guy that I've picked over and over again. It's going to be Justin Herbert again. I I, got to go with it. You know, this week's matchup against the the Miami Dolphins, you know, um, I, I just feel like it's perfect, you know, for this and Justin Herbert's been playing well And I think it's just going to be another shootout You know, you, We saw Kyler Murray did against Miami I think you're going to get the same thing For for Justin Herbert and I, I like Justin Herbert against Miami this week
0: And now we're going to go to our sitting Of a quarterback, which quarterback do we have On our roster right now, even with bye weeks Are we still not going with, Jerry?
1: My sit of the week Is the guy That fell on his back last week And looked like he just gave up that's uh Philip Rivers. I uh, I just going up against who against Tennessee. Tennessee's a tough defense. And Philip Rivers has been on again, off again. Like you, you don't know what you're going to get from Philip Rivers. He likes to throw the pick. That's just his nature. It's been like that for a very long time. And Tennessee's there to 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 take that. <laughs> you know, if you're going to give it to them, they're going to take that. And uh I just I like I like sitting F- Philip Rivers in this one. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I like sitting Cam Newton. I'm gonna get to right to the point with you guys. It's Baltimore. It's Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. There's really not much more to say. Tush. Sure. <laughs> there's really not a good situation here at all uh, for a lot of production. You'll be lucky if you get maybe a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown out of him. He's just not worth it at this point. Your 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 ceiling for him is about a 22. <laughs> that's not what you're trying to get out of your quarterback. And unfortunately, uh, he's not running with the football, which is confusing. As well, Uh, there's no doubt I think New England loses this game, and uh, I think Cam Newton gets no numbers in the process. Uh, Stay away from Cam Newton at all costs. And we are moving now up to the running back position. Jerry, you got to start some running backs in this league. I know this is a
1: a running back friendly league, right? (laughs) There's always
0: so many options at running back to start. Yep. But who's the guy that we're going with no doubt and get you that 20 to 30 range?
1: All right, so uh, maybe not maybe. the twenty, maybe not the twenty to thirty range, but I do like On him. You gotta get greedy, and I like him in this matchup. And you could probably get him cheaper in, uh, you know, daily fantasy too. So this is this is a nice pickup. It's a nice affordable pickup. Um, it's gonna be Antonio Gibson against the like Detroit it. Lions. He's like a,
0: a great running back number two right now. Good start. Exactly.
1: So he's not putting up big numbers. He's produced double digits in six of his last seven games including two games with 18 plus points that's right around the range that you want to be in and um, you know the the Lions have surrendered 15 total touchdowns and the most fantasy points uh, to opposing running backs so this is a guy that I, I like uh, and you can get him for 5600 in DraftKings so that's you know it's affordable you'll get points I think it's the best bang for your buck Antonio absolutely Gibson. I'm going with
0: James Conner here I feel like he's had a little bit of a disappointing season despite him playing every week uh but I think it changes this week it's a great matchup Cincinnati can't tackle it's been known <clears throat> I love having people against Cincinnati and I think he's the uh prime target uh this week he should get you 20 points and be a comfortable running back one start and probably not as expensive as some of the bigger guys and uh you might be get similar uh similar numbers so uh definitely start uh, running back, James Conner. And we're going to go right to sitting these guys. Because as much as we love to start key guys, there are guys you have to dodge at all costs sometimes. Yes. They will lose you a week. Who are we sitting this week, Jerry? Running back position. I,
1: got I am sitting someone that's been pretty much a uh, disappointment. And he's even up in the air to even start. That's Jonathan Taylor. First of all, you're going against the Titans. It's always going to be a tough game against the Titans. Uh, The Titans have allowed just one running back to score more than 14 points against them. So that's one thing. But also Jonathan Taylor overall, even against favorable matchups that I've picked Jonathan Taylor in, he really wasn't doing much. So it's definitely, you know, and now he's like second to Jordan Wilkins in snaps, touches, and yards. So it's definitely you're you're looking uh, more to sit the uh, disappointment in uh, Jonathan Taylor.
0: Speaking of disappointing, I'm going to go with all Arizona running backs for the set. I <laughs> yeah. uh, take on a Bills defense who's uh, been pretty decent at times and pretty solid defense. Not the best matchup. You don't want to see that uh, come Sunday, that matchup at all. And, you know, Edmonds might have some upside in the PPR league if he does wind up getting the full job again this week. But I, there's no doubt I see Kyle Murray leading the team in rushing yet again. They just can't get their running game going. I don't know if this is more of a personnel problem as opposed to a coaching problem as well and a scheme of what you're trying to do day in and day out. But right now, Arizona's having a hard time running the ball no matter who's under center and who's, you know, standing right behind him. It hasn't made a difference whether it's Edmonds or Drake. I think that situation is just best to stay away from. Uh, You know, maybe Chase Edmonds can get you a 15 this week, you know, on a desperate play, on a bye-week fill-in. You know, you definitely could put him in that situation when you're desperate. But if you could dodge playing a running back, because right now it's very hard to find a running back to dodge playing, and you should see some of the running backs I got starting. <laughs> Chase Edmonds would be going in in my lineup if I had him. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't. But this isn't a great matchup. Don't spend the money on him in daily uh, DraftKings. Uh, sit this situation altogether.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you think?
0: Wide receiver time? Oh, it's 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 always like, every wide league's receiver. a PPR it's... league now. We are playing point per reception almost. <laughs>
1: Half the league's out there these days. Listen, every wide receiver would say it's a it's a wide receiver league. So of course this is uh this is the one I'm starting. And he's been inconsistent, but I feel like however how however much he's been inconsistent, this is a must start. And that is Cooper Cup against the Seattle Seahawks defense. I'm gonna match my wide receiver with your quarterback and We're going to do some damage against uh, whoever they're playing. And you got to look at it. Seattle's defense, they've given up the most points to wide receivers this year. They've also given up the most points to slot receivers this year. I think the Los Angeles Rams wide receiving core eats up Seattle. It's going to probably be a close game, but... I th- I still think you're putting you know they're they're averaging nine catches and 123 yards per game. I think you you it's gotta go e- no either doubt. one either one Robert Woods or Cooper Cup.
0: I'm, yeah no absolutely I think both stars there and you know I'll say the same thing for Pittsburgh I think you're safe to play Claypool or Smith Schuster. I think you can roll deep with every single one of these Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, it should be a high scoring game. Yeah. Uh, I'd be very surprised uh, you know barring a Ben Roethlisberger. Injury to that knee that we all, you know, that's all over the tabloids right now. And really the main story coming out of Pittsburgh is uh, how healthy is he going to be come Sunday. But I think if he's on the field, man, this team rides high against Cincinnati. We'll score a bunch of points. I think Burrow has the ability to make this some sort of a shootout. Uh, You're looking at a lot of points being scored in this game. Fire away all Pittsburgh Steelers. And who are we sitting at the wide receiver position, man? I know it's tough with bye weeks. Once again, I'll talk about that all day. You need the depth. You need guys filling in. These are guys we're trying to dodge, even on the fill-in, get trapped, and make sure you don't get that zero.
1: So when we're doing fantasy, and I mean overall life, basically, the biggest thing is trust. The biggest thing is trust. And there's one guy, one wide receiver, that is not getting much of anybody's trust. And you would think that it'd be different, but Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, going up against the Patriots Sunday night football, You know the Patriots love to take away your top receiver, top tight end, whatever it is. They do that very well. But he's failed to score double-digit points in three straight games, and he's only scored double digits in two out of the eight or three out of the eight games overall. So right there is just an issue, and I think this is going to be a big, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins kind of game. Um and even maybe Gus Edwards, but I don't see, you know, basically the the trust in Hollywood Brown this year is not there, not there. And he has to do it on an everyday basis for me to get that trust back.
0: You know, for me, the wide receiver to sit right now is Devontae Parker. I think even with this Williams injury, I think it could bait people to being feeling more safe with Devontae Parker. I'm still a little concerned about Tua's ability to get the ball downfield, throw the ball, be consistent with his throwing ability. Uh, I know Miami had a lot of things go their way that would get that win the other day. But uh, it's going to be a much different story against the Chargers. A lot better defense. uh, More challenging, no doubt. Uh, So I'm going to stay away from Devontae Parker. It's a little bit of a risk. And I
1: might look stupid come next week. The The Chargers only allowed four touchdowns. And the seventh fewest points to the wide receiver position, so it's a good pick. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really
0: liking that situation right yeah. now for Devontae Parker. I know the name looks nice, and I know Preston Williams getting hurt even increases his value even more, but he's a trap player to play this week. I think you uh, you try to sit him at all costs. Absolutely. All right, tight end position, a very very thin position. Yeah, you got to get a guy with a good matchup here. So, so Kind of a toss-up. Hope he gets a touchdown. Who are we going with this week, Jerry? Who are you, who are right. you starting? So
1: basically, you know how I said that you know this year my pick has always been Justin Herbert at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like your pick this year that you've picked multiple times, it's come from the tight end position. And it's TJ Hawkinson, and he's going to be my pick this week. Going up against Washington, he's putting up, I mean – beautiful numbers if you're you know if you have him on your team mm-hmm. um he's now produced at least 9.3 fantasy points every game this season which is great he's mm-hmm. averaging 12.8 and I, I mean it's just the the Washington football team has allowed the sixth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends I think this is a game that TJ Hawkinson does uh basically even better than his average and I think that that's uh that's this week and you start TJ Hawkinson
0: Uh, You know, for me, it's, you know, it's a flyer. Jimmy Graham, it's a good week to start. Minnesota has definitely been vulnerable to the tight end position.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Jimmy Graham's had a few good weeks. You know, he's been a little up and down, but he's had some good solid weeks at times. I expect a touchdown. Uh, I expect a touchdown, no doubt. Minnesota's done a terrible job against the tight end position. Tight ends have had great games against them. I don't see a difference here. I think uh, he is a vocal part in the offense to begin with. And uh, just playing Minnesota is just a little bit of a bonus. Absolutely. Fire away (laughs) with Jimmy Graham.
1: There you go. Who are we sitting at the tight end spot? All right. So as hard as this guy is to bench, and you don't want to bench him, but I feel like you have to in this one, and it's Hunter Henry. And uh, he's failed to put up more than 7.3 points in three straight games and four of his last five. Uh, he's also failed to produce more than four catches in each of his last five contests. So right there, then going up against the Dolphins, who have given up only three touchdowns and seven fewest points to the tight end, Uh, it's kind of hard. And and not a single player at the position has scored more than 9.1 fantasy points against the Dolphins' defense.
0: You know, tight ends, you know, tough to sit position because you can almost sit every tight end now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but for me, it's going to be uh, Mo Alley Cox. I think there's a little hype on him right now, especially with uh, an injury yeah. uh, to Jack Doyle. I think Trey Burton will be a big uh, part in this. I think it's just splitting the situation right now. It's very tough to trust the tight end over there. Not a great matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Stay away from Mo Alley Cox. I'm probably going to be wrong there, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, defense.
1: Got to start one. Got to start one. Season's on the line. You got to get the points. Who are we going with? All right. So I said it earlier in our segment where we were talking about the early lines of the week. The Packers are going against the Jaguars who are starting a, a rookie, Jake Ludon. And as well as he played last week, it's not going to happen against the Packers defense this week. I mean, mm-hmm. overall, it's just, uh, you know, the offensive line for Jacksonville has given up seventh most sacks and seventy five QB pressures. Um, Jacksonville has also committed eleven giveaways and they're averaged. They averaged seventh fewest points in two thousand twenty. So, I just feel like uh, the the Packers are are the start of the week for uh, for defense.
0: I think I'm gonna go Titans. You know, like you said, Philip Rivers is your sit of the week at the quarterback position. There's a reason for that. They're taking oh, yeah. on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, their defense is very, very good. They're at home. It's a division game. should be a close one. But by close one, I mean not a lot of points scored in this game altogether. Uh, I think the Tennessee Titans are definitely a very safe play at the uh, defensive position. All right, man. Just like so you got to start a defense, we have to sit one. Let's sit them. What is your sit?
1: My sit is going to be the 49ers. And uh, the Niners uh, produced a pretty bad one last week. Uh, scoring minus two fantasy points in the loss to the Packers, they're not going to figure it out this week against the Saints. Uh, <laughs> the Saints are tied for the second fewest sacks allowed. They've given up the fewest QB pressures and have committed the fourth fewest giveaways this season. 49ers are not going to do anything this week. So, <laughs> sit them. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I honestly... I, The
0: defense I'm going to sit this game it probably has to be the Cleveland Browns you know the Browns I don't think have a bad defense personnel wise it's just the matchups not well right now the Houston uh, and Watson has been throwing it all over against everybody I know they have their backup running back uh, potentially in for this one but you know the Cleveland Browns at home seems like a deal ideal matchup I'm just trying to prevent you from making a wrong decision here I would stay away from starting the Cleveland Browns at all costs I don't care rostered or not
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, that will do it for uh, fantasy, our fantasy advice. Uh, that will do it for running up the score. Uh, I think uh, we added some new new uh, staples to our show, and uh, we're excited to bring that to you every week. So Absolutely. check us out on Twitter, at RUTS Sports. Check us out on Instagram, at RUTS Sports. Uh, you can find the link to everything on both of those uh, platforms. We have TikTok. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher. Every single place that you think of a podcast would be on, yeah, that's where we are. And you can find us anywhere. So uh, give us a follow. Give us a a subscription. Check us out on YouTube for anything else. Uh, And uh, keep pushing, running up the score. Into your brains. If you got some football questions, we got the answers. Check us out. Let us give us a question. Send us a voicemail. You can send us a voicemail. The number is on our platforms. Leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a question on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. We'll answer it on the air. We'll uh, give you a shout out as well. And uh, you know what? If you want to call into the show, let us know, and uh, we'll bring you on. But uh, that will do it for running up the score, Week Nine edition, or the what we've learned in Week Nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back next week. Check out our picks for uh, the the week earlier on Sunday. You'll check those out. Check us out on TikTok. Also, it's uh, at RUTS Sports. There's a lot of information that we can push into your head right now at the end of this show. You uh, feel like money. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to squeeze out all the information that we've. You know, we've already packed your head. Yeah, You should like money. Make some money. Make some money betting. Make some money fantasy. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, when it comes to football, running up the score is your one-stop spot. Got it? I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Be breezy. Be breezy. And it is all over.
0: You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on Sports Radio.